Welcome to the Gatecast. Presented by Alan and Mike. Lucy, I'm home. I am not Lucy. Oh, you're right. We'll just upload a computer virus into the mothership. I was going to do my living room like this. Hello, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to a Gatecast holiday bonus episode. Hello, everybody. Yeah, this is another of our seasonal bonus shows. At this point, I'm not quite sure which order they'll be released in, so you may have already listened to a few of them. But this week, we're going to do a Farscape episode. It seemed like a no-brainer. <laughs> not quite sure why it took me so long to figure that out. Given that half the cast is in season 9 and 10. Yeah, exactly. That varying point. This week's bonus show will be the last for this season. And the episode in question is Green-Eyed Monster. Season 3 episode of Farscape. Very much Ben Browder, Claudia Black and Lanny Tubu-centric. All set aboard Talon. Should be fun. It's a shame Michael Shanks never guested on Farscape. Or would that just be a bit too meta? Sometimes you forget, you know, Farscape is made in Australia and... Then you've got Vancouver, then you've got Los Angeles. It's, it's quite amazing you have any crossover at all, <laughs> especially during production. It's expensive to fly people around about the world just for <laughs> a few day shooting. Yeah, well, as an Australian girl I knew said when I was trying to become friendly with her, we're about as far apart as we can be and stay on the same planet. It is, for those interested, 18,000 kilometres from Dublin to Melbourne. That's a significant distance, considering I'm only 2,200 kilometres in Dublin and it takes me bloody three and a half hours on a plane. <laughs> Finland is quite far from pretty much everywhere except Russia. And given a choice, I think we'd rather be further from Russia and closer to everywhere else. Probably a good idea. You didn't tell me how big the bloody B5 thing was. That's what I was collecting. Unfortunately, to collect it, I have to go to K City Market, which is like two and a half mile away. And it is yeah. miserable out there. <laughs> cold and it's windy and it's dark and it's grey and it's just awful. Comes in its own canvas post bag. I'm almost impressed. Almost. <laughs> right, I have an utterly black screen since my TV goes into a power saving mode if there isn't a signal. I chose just to rip the episode off the Blu-ray. I'm playing it on my PS3. Yes folks, we'll be watching the Blu-ray version of this episode, so pretty much doesn't really matter where you got the Blu-ray from, it's the same running time. None of this PAL or NTS uh, <laughs> frame rates to worry about. Yep, since it's Blu-ray, it's slightly longer running time, although Farscape itself might be an extra minute or so compared to the modern TV productions we're used to now, which occasionally can even drop below 40 minutes. Yes. In a few years, you'll be able to fit an episode of Supernatural into an half-hour slot. And I'll probably be about season seven by then. <laughs> I really could have done with one the week before last, but fortunately they were in a box locked in a storage cage. Do you have a language preference? Anything except Finnish. <laughs> Anything that you prefer, whatever you want. Well, in honour of the fact that I'm wearing the Irish Discworld Con 2015 Pre-Con t-shirt. <laughs> that's, that's a long name for a t-shirt. <laughs> it's the Pre-Con t-shirt. The Pre-Con, what you're allowed to wear before the convention. No, one they released before the actual convention. Ah, right. I believe my registration number is 13. They should make you wear it before they let you in. Oh, I picked it up at Hogswatch from Siobhan. Yeah, right. We were distributing some homemade vodka. So in honour of that, a three, a door, a hen, flaky, and... Okay then. Electricity crackling. Hey, fellas, knock it off. I'm trying to work here. As Alan pointed out, maybe not the greatest match shot ever. Mm. <laughs> yeah, the Talon's DHDs look a little different than Moyers, don't they? Mm. Chris, where is it? Yeah. Not John's gun. He's very bonded to his win owner. Yo, Captain! <laughs> Where is it? Oh dear. Not as bonded as Grace is. That's an interface for you, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> None of this mini USB or lightning. <laughs> I've taken proportion offline to optimize the energy transfer rate. I'm hoping huh. that it will ease his So, do we have context? Well, for people that don't watch Farscape, surely there's nobody out there that doesn't watch Farscape. It's been about a decade, I think. <laughs> Just felt right. There's more than right. Consensus easing. 
Talon, of course, is a living ship, like his mother, Moya. At this point, Kreis is bonded to it through his interface on the neck. Erin seems to have a, a way with it, you know, being able to uh, figure out and diagnose problems and come up with solutions that Kreis, with his more or less analytical mind, fails to come up with. Does not want to open the door. Talon, open the door! No. Of course, as Talon... <laughs> Grace, I know you're in there. Playtime is over. Open the damn door! Meet me later in my quarters. There is much more for us to discuss. He's quite obviously Australian, isn't he? Baylor Grace, played by Lanny Tipu. He's from New Zealand. Keeping the DRDs over my head, working 24-7 so I can't sleep. Repairs to Talon. All of the doors locked. The shower, ice cold, so I'm freezing the boys off. Ooh. <laughs> Especially the boys. Mess with my stuff. Where's Winona? What? Winona. Winona? <laughs> yes. Everybody names a gun. <laughs> John. Don't call me John! Crichton, then. Are you accusing me of theft? Talon, you've seen them both naked. Perhaps you can tell us who's bigger. Oh! <laughs> That's a nasty comment from Claudia. Keep forget, I keep thinking of her as Vala, and she's a lot more vicious as Aaron's son. Than... There is very little humour about Aaron's son. Yeah. Well, at least while well, she's not pregnant. Hang a left before we hit that moon. What moon? Small one, dead ahead. That looks a good tactical view screen, i.e. not that big. How could we miss it? Might have been below the ring plane. Talon, get a fix on all orbital objects. It's changing course and speed, accelerating. A moon? Yeah, wait for it. Talon, remain calm. Main cannon is arming. Here we go. That's Talon's first response to everything. Shoot it. Talon, focus on propulsion. That's not moon. Ah, it's too big to be a moon. You tell me that's not a reference. That's a Star Wars reference. No, oh. way we go. <laughs> My name is John Crichton. I'm lost. An astronaut shot through a wormhole. In some distant part of the universe, I'm trying to stay alive. Board this ship. This ship of escaped prisoners. My friends. And I like the way they fade the music for the title sequence up. I do like all the variations of the Farscape theme tune. Mm. It really was. I don't know if it was really clever or. Well, I suppose it was clever, but like Babylon 5 did it. You know, they kept it fresh, had the theme reflect the story of the season. The theme music was by Subvision. A lot of the soundtrack music, though, was by Guy Gross, an Australian composer. This is Green Eyed Monster, season 3, episode 8 of Farscape, production number 10308. At its premiere in Australia and America, June the 22nd, 2001. We got it in the UK, October the 22nd, 2001. And the only other date I can find is Hungary, December the 27th, 2008. This episode was directed by Tony Tilsey and written by Ben Browder. When I see Wayne Paragon, all I can think is, my side, your side, my side, your side. And of course, Gigi Edgley, who very kindly fondled my arse for about five minutes at Phoenix Comic Con. <laughs> Which I had to them for about 20 minutes. There was no one at the booth because Amanda and JMS were signing the opposite side of the aisle. But Gigi was very friendly and quite handsy. I have no objections. Yeah. Nothing, but po- <laughs> nothing but positive memories of the experience. This was David Kemper's idea. Always get the story going as soon as possible. So straight back from the opening theme, all hell breaks loose. Garble grunting. The original names for this script, all about Eren and Daz Boondong. Say Ben pitched it as a human element story, trying to focus on the more human characters in the story. Seems a bit strange considering Talon is a major player. Yeah. What do we know about Boodongs? Next to nothing. Live ones are exceedingly rare. We're still moving. We're caught in some sort of electromagnetic current and we're moving. Down. We're going down. We're being swallowed. We're moving down. Talon, sit a course against the current. Yeah, you've been swallowed by a Boodong. Can we shoot our way out? No. The main cannon is dead, we are flying in the dark, and we are still losing ground to this current. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and of course it's Farscape, so of course you get swallowed by something, you're going out the other end. Yep. Everyone do not want to be You will limit your remarks to something useful. No, or what? He's right. John is right. <laughs> Drop anchor. Anchor? Yes, anchor. No, Talon. 
but only slightly stupid in my buyer's time. <laughs> We're not sure what Talon said. Yeah. <laughs> Probably insulting. You find a case of tax. Use the Hammond side access chamber. Mooring points are located on Outside. the hull. Yes, sir, I have it. Dropping anchor. <laughs> yes, follow those leather pants. <laughs> you wouldn't. Handheld torpedoes? TAC-5 torpedoes, handheld, fusion-bonded remi- Ben said in the commentary, TAC-5 torpedoes, he was listening to Take 5 at the time. Mm. This high-grade hardware like a mooring harpoon. Unless you have a better idea. It was my idea, but it'll work. Well, the cables are iridium alloy. As long as we hit bone, we should hold fast. Good, I must be smarter than I look. The props department actually built a working rocket launcher. Ho-ho! <laughs> it was very quick to get suited. And it's only stepping yep. into a studio there. Brand new spacesuits, designed by Terry Ryan, who's also worked on King Kong and The Knowing. Forget about it, you can't even operate door controls. There's a reason for that. Do it. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> Nearly got him. <laughs> it's a very minimalist look. Yeah. It works very well for Farscape. You know, you think if this was Stargate or Star Trek, you know, you'd have seen the whole side of the ship, yeah. running lights and everything. Almost there. You ready? Do it. Do not argue. Go goggle. All right, we don't have visual yet. Wall range is closing. Zero point five metres. <laughs> yes, floodlights on the hull would yeah. have helped, but of course, an organic ship. Why would it need them? Point one. Still nothing. Pitch black. Yeah, pitch black. <laughs> oh, oh, it's in the wall. <laughs> you really don't want to get your leg caught up on that rope, do you? It's coming back. <laughs> this is a dangerous job. Yeah. Grace, I'm gonna go for a second shot. Talon, back to the wall. Still no visual. Because I haven't seen, I haven't watched, I didn't get much further than about three episodes in because I was showing it to a friend. Okay, the suspense is killing me. Whoa. Suspense. There we go. <laughs> They've hit summit. That doesn't look a really strong method of curing the ship. No, it doesn't, does it? I mean, the Boondong is a big creature. Yours! What do you mean they're not here? How can you frill up a simple rendezvous? Oh, the little pod. That's a very pretty ship. It's very pretty shot. I'm amazed you didn't sort of gorge it. Let's call the Frelnicks. Ah, uh, good old Rigel. Played by Jonathan Hardy. Unfortunately, he passed away July 2012. Oh. Worked on Heroes, The Thornbirds. He was even in Mad Max. I have Heroes Season 3 on Blu-ray for some reason. Just Season 3. Stark is Paul Goddard. He actually said he wanted to work with the puppets, and this was his opportunity. That lump, that lump is a boudon. What are you doing? Shutting everything down. Stop being a wellness. We could just fly around it. Boudons are harmless. Dead ones are harmless, <laughs> yeah. Being hazard. Our ship's energy fields make us electromagnetic candy. I've never heard anyone say that. That's because they're all dead. Andy. We're flying out of here. No, 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 the past is all off, Yeah, nobody escapes from a boondong. Oh, that's good old Rigel. Yeah. <laughs> you see, Stark's been around. Yeah. He was a slave on a boondong for years. Oh, dear. <laughs> Oh, probably a reverse of the CGI shot, but look at that thing. Yeah. Hey, oh, uh oh. <laughs> yes, he farts helium. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Can we please restart the pod now? She looks bloody good in that. Well, it's bloody if she looks bloody good in anything. Cables are holding. Yes. Good. It was well done. 
By everyone. <laughs> that goes without saying, really. I mean, it, it was inspired casting. I mean, they didn't go, with all due respect to Claudia, they didn't go for the bimbo type. No. She is a soldier. She always came across as a soldier. Indeed. They're complaining about the heat. Well, you would be if you're wearing those outfits that they wear. Come on. Of course, John has issues with Grace, as we've said. Yes, folks, these are not friends. John has issues with Grace. Well, only because Grace has issues with John. Yeah, yeah that's what I was thinking. <laughs> In the third season, they've been at each other's throats enough so that he pretty much thinks that Grace is all things evil. It doesn't even occur to him that there's something else going on. For you to make up your own mind in your own time. But events have led us to a new situation. Grace! No, of course, not here. Tell me he's got some pumps in the closet. Or an inflatable scorpion or Winona. Okay, I'm not quite sure how that got there, given who put it there. PK Vidship. I suppose a DHD could have dropped it off somehow. Home movies? <laughs> okay. Oh, I really should. Don't do it, John. Don't do it. Nothing good can come of it. Well, you can have anything you want, anything. Aaron Son, are you offering yourself? Incriminating Evidence 101. You take what you want, Grace, and I won't stop you. Listen, Grace, I'm not prepared to remain on board Talon under finish. these circum... And as we can see, the reality is a little different. Perhaps it would be best for... Uh... Perhaps it would be best for you to see me as I am. The stand-in for this scene, Claudia's stand-in, didn't know it was supposed to be a set scene when she turned up. So, a little juggling to get the shot in. You can't see anything, of course. It, you know, it's farscape, so... Well, the advantage of vidships, you know, they can get away with their second unit camera work because it doesn't have to look good. It's still nicely shot, though. I mean, mm. your mind's filling in all the blanks, <laughs> John. Don't sound happy about this. You see, why would you turn around? <laughs> Who does he think is filming it? What's that little uh, mark on his lower eyelid? Well, at this point, there's two John Crichtons in this universe, aren't there? One's on Moya and one's on Talon. Hmm. Now, one of the beauties. At any time, either one could be killed and there would still be a John Crichton. I think what actually happened to one of the John Crichtons was noble. Oh, yeah. Of course. John walks up to the door now and it opens first time, just as those two are in an intimate conversation and Erin looking guilty as sin. <laughs> of course. That's because she's something to be guilty about. Yeah, but not the thing John thinks he's yes. being guilty about. Yes, Talon has completed his scan of the Budong. Was that a copy of Erin then that did the nasty with Chris? It wasn't Erin. It was footage taken from the Peacekeeper archives. If you recall, she had an affair with one of her commanding officers when Moya was being retrofitted. And then she betrayed him and she got assigned to a fighter squadron. Some of that footage that Talon has manipulated to make it look like she was screwing Chris. Of course, Talon's not exactly stable, is he? No. Budongs are very large structures. And... Talon is designed for intense combat. We should pass through. You know what, I, I may have swallowed a quarter once or twice, but this seems to me to be a little bit different. Can we not find an alternative, use an alternative orifice blowhole or something? <laughs> <laughs> yes, folks, yeah. this is Farscape. <laughs> you don't get this on Star Trek. No. Your skin, assuming this budong is not constipated, you're, <laughs> you're gonna fly out the ass? Yeah, and then Talons can do that. He's like, he's like, he's not going to freak on that plan. Tony Tills, the director, he was doing the commentary with Ben. He was pointing out, he always tried to get all three characters on the wide shot, with Erin in the centre, indicating, you know, the, the little triangle going on. First time around, that's what you think is going on. Grace is a bad guy, but of course, in the background, there's always Talon. Mm. I see. I thought Talon was designed for one captain only. We have devised a modified transponder for insertion. Yeah, transponder and insertion. Yeah, bend over. So, <laughs> Here it comes. Two, three, you three are uh, gonna be one. You see, now we see the three of them, but John's in the middle. Mm. So the dynamics changed. I never liked the Peacekeeper hairstyle. It, you know, the ponytail worked on Erin, not quite so much on Craze. 
It's a good plan. Oh, he's talking. Where are you going? You heard the man. Nothing for me to do. John, wait. Aaron, you do not want me there. I, I do want you there. Why? To throw rice? Forget about it. I've seen my share of hardware insertion. I'm not watching. It's been modified. Yeah, I heard that. Less invasive. It's it's safer. Yes, it's new. It's improved. It's the finger of friendship. 1995. But wait, kids, there's more. What's the matter with you? This is the right thing to do. For who? For all of us. He needs my help to control Talon to get us out. Is that deliberately, I mean, that seems to be it. The white bits on the suit seem to be picking up a bit of UV. They're fluorescing slightly. It's almost prawn-like. Yeah. It means that you do things the way you want to, when you want to, with who you want to do them. <laughs> Steady boy. It's always about what you want. So oh, nasty. He's venting. Everything's pouring out here. Listen to me. New universe, Aaron. You and Chris, you can finally rejoin that peacekeeper family you've been pining for from the moment we met. You have got this, sir. Just don't pretend to me that it wasn't what you always wanted. He looks hurt. Again, John Crawton, yeah. he was never totally stable person either. Yeah. He could fly off the handle. That's one of the beauties. He was flawed. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 Our people. And here's Aaron, <laughs> in a third year of knowing this crazy human, and started slowly opening up, and all of a sudden this comes out of nowhere. And Ben said this was his domestic drama part mm. of the episode. A Budong is a killing machine, death incarnate. Five cycles I spent on a budong mining operation. Thousands went in, none came out. And those budongs were dead. This one's very much alive. Really? Yeah, it's quite a common theme in science fiction. You know, these huge creatures which are then mined. My mother sucks what? <laughs> Captain. You heard me. What have you eaten? What are you going to do? Waste funnels in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I love that trick. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> uh, they said that was their little homage to the exorcist. Mm -hmm. Along with chunky bits all around Rigel's mouth. <laughs> I don't know why she's trying to see herself in that, because it's a horribly distorted reflection. That looks and probably is like something that's stuck on. Yes. Okay, smug. Talon, open the door. Please. Uh, don't think so. Talon, open the door. Please. Yeah, it makes you wonder why that material is warped like that. Apart from looking good, what's its purpose? It's Talon. Maybe he likes the aesthetic. Yes, John. Again, this was David Kemper who pointed out in the script that the hero would return to his woman, try to prevent her from doing this. It will be pain. Yeah, thank will pass. Try not to control Talon's systems too quickly. He was an infant when I joined with him. His will and his ways are much stronger now. Yes, he's a little headstrong at the moment. Very opinionated. He's looking quite nervous and sweaty. This is a moment we have long waited for, Aaron. Well, as we come to learn, Grace is not quite operating at 100% at the moment. Are you certain? <laughs> This is going to hurt. Yep. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. Here we go. Yep. And they can't spare bust. In communion with <laughs> an AI. More than AI. A sentient being. You gotta wonder. If we actually develop AI, will they object to being referred to as artificial? <laughs> Eventually, yes. Sooner or later, they will try to take over. Welcome to our world, Officer Sun. There's the DRD. Yes. All of a sudden, John isn't welcome on this anymore. The end game is almost with him. I like the obviously light rib-like effects of the corridor there. Yeah. Reach out with his senses. What do you see? This effect now is Tilsey Vision. They spent all the CGI budget on the Boondong. <laughs> Put together using the Handycam, running through the corridors, a little bit of post-production to morph the visuals a bit. Worked perfectly. Good. 
open it. Bro! <laughs> Bit disorientating that was. Yeah. I'm tempted to say that you've had enough for one day, but circumstances being what they are. Imagine you wish to speak with someone, someone far away. Of course, I imagine after a few days, maybe a week or so, it'll come second nature and mm. the boundaries will merge. You lined your comms with long range scan, as I said. You learn very fast. Hello out there! Anyone? Come and get me off this stinking pod! Domino, you're back from recon. But of course I'm back. Where the yachts are you? <laughs> Inconveniently tethered inside a budong. Inconvenient. Oh, <laughs> uh, God, I love Roger. Yeah. Stark thinks he's some kind of budong expert. What? Oh, you're loose. Not half as loose as Chiana. Now, oh, that's a nasty comment about Chiana. Yeah, well, at least you got a mention since she's not in this episode, along with Dargo. No, 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 you, you can't. Its stomach is an inferno. Nothing ever comes out of a boodong alive. No, don't go that way. <laughs> We're just carving out a whole new language here, aren't we? Liquid, oh! Calm yourself! do not panic! You're yeah, if a creature can eat rocks and digest them, no matter yeah. what Talon's made out of, it ain't gonna survive. Of course, it's upset Talon a bit, that does. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's he done? Okay. Doesn't look good at all. Talon's having a temper tantrum. <laughs> Too right. Where'd he go? <laughs> Where's Chris? Uh, some of the writers yeah. asked Ben, well, where did he go? And he says, who cares? He went. <laughs> you don't have to explain everything. He's not responding. Houston, we have a problem. Didn't you take the transponder? Then use it. Wee. <laughs> okay, probably not the most efficient way to search the ship. Where's he going? I see him. Access chamber. The airlock. He's trying to release the cables. What? Why? I, I don't know. Well, can you stop him? Wait, I... Uh, yes, I can keep the cables secure, but I... I can't leave this override panel. It's the only advantage I've got. Fine, I'll go. You give me your gun. You hold him off. Listen. Aaron, your gun! Ah, right, of course, yeah. Talon's controlling Crace, not the other way around. Oh, he's not gonna die. He has to nobly sacrifice himself in the dead six episodes. We don't know that though. He could die. <laughs> That's it. Dive to the left, Ben. Dive to the right, Ben. Camera goes that way. Yeah, that's not gonna work. <laughs> Just banging the glass substitute. Glass. Mm, they were rather annoyed because that door shouldn't have had a window in it. So when they actually got on set and found that they built a window into it, they had to rewrite a lot of these scenes. Get your fat hairy ass away from the mooring controls. I see you found a weapon. Yeah. What do you intend to do with it? Shoot me. That's one option. Of course. That's always an option. Yeah, more fun though to beat you with it. Now you want to kill me. Then don't make my day. Step away from the panel. Talon won't let me. He doesn't believe the Bannock. He wants to fly free. You'll have to shoot me. It's hard to imagine. We know where this relationship is going, but at this point, how? Is he <laughs> I don't have to kill you. I wish you had, Talon! Oh, here we go. Yeah, stun setting would really work on a pulse pistol. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's not good at all. The Ben said when Lonnie was doing the scene, he's screaming. They could hear it all over the studio. He even put himself on the deck plate as he were rolling around. Oh! Oh dear! <laughs> Point defense on the bridge. That's what you want. That must have worked. Not sure why, but okay. <laughs> Wake up, Bylar. 
How often have we heard him use that name? Even Chris doesn't really use it much. Yeah. I think we really only heard it when he was talking about his brother. Aaron knocked him cold. Hmm. Where is she? She's on the bridge patching up systems. She'll be here in a little bit, but before she gets here, a talent wakes up. He's not going to do the right maneuver, is he? He is. Straddles the chair. <laughs> Look at that. I'm snuggling in my robe, furred bedding. Yeah, in the happy peacekeeper, red and black pillory. <laughs> yes. They have a colour scheme, don't they? <laughs> they stick with it. Yeah, if it works, it works. My sores and lesions are physical symptoms. You want to expand on that? Talon did that. In times of stress, our emotions, our desires can merge. And Talon can gain a degree of control over me. Oh, that's never a good thing. Not totally unexpected, though, you know, when there's a two-way communication at that level. I mean, we've seen it with Pilot and Moya. Mm -hmm. The two, at times, are totally one. The difference is that Pilot, his species, are pretty much not bred for it, but are so perfect for that method of joining. Well, because they can't get into space on their own. I don't just mean that. They are psychologically in the right place for that sort of merging. It's not just a willingness to do it, otherwise Grace won't be a problem. Mm. I keep hearing that you've changed. What? What is he babbling about? Weather changes? And why are Finnish words for weather and weather conditions drifting through my head now? Where were they this morning? <laughs> Sometimes I'm so busy watching news shows, I forget how good some of the old ones are. Yep. I mean, in a sci-fi series, a heart-to-heart between two male leads of the show. Normally writers couldn't get past doing this with two women. Grace. Uh, Aaron. You all right? I'm alive. How's Talon? I uh, overloaded his beta channel, knocked him into sleep mode. He may have a mild That's it. You see the three of them, John in the middle as well. Mm. Almost ignoring John at the moment. Oh dear. No, you're not. Men make very poor patients. <laughs> well, uh, hang on. Don't we want to figure out what we're going to do first? You're no use to us dead. You rest. I have to get no, to rest. You're not going to make it out the door in your current condition. I must get to... Of course, I wouldn't know. I don't get sick very often. It's been more than a year since I had a cold. I'm going to check the cables. Don't shoot unless you have to. John's definition of have to is very wide. Is the boudon far enough away? Yes. Is it watching us? No. He's still picking bits out of his clothing. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Very organic fuckers. Uh, <laughs> it's the anti track. That's it. Uh, oh, light bulb. Aaron Crane Crace. Why don't they answer? Because they're dead. He's, he's took the communication chip. <laughs> Rigel, how until the end? Then we are leaving. And he's swallowing it as well. <laughs> Now be a good little bannock and help me power up this pod. Now what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the great thing about Stark is he's fine up to a point. Yeah. <laughs> then he then he loses it. <laughs> he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. I have to say the brewery looks good. Cable's fine. More in control is totally bugger, but we should be able to cut loose if we have to. There's something to be the DRD repairing it. Since the DHDs are under Talon's control, they're not going to help, are they? Mm. Aaron, I am doing everything I can to get us out of this absurdly large space monster. They should be fortunate they're not actively preventing them. I want you to stop acting like a dranit. You know what? I have no idea what a dranit is. No, don't play dumb with me. That hasn't worked for over two cycles, John. Aaron, I am dumb. I don't understand you half the time, and I have no idea what a dranit is. Fine. Forget the dranit. Fine. Screw the dranit. Oh. Another domestic moment. Basically what? summing up the whole relationship. Even after, even after nearly three years, no forget the fact that they're man and woman. There are so many things about each other they just do not understand. <laughs> It's almost impossible to think a relationship would work. Stark, you're still here. Oh, wonderful. They're alive. Now you can torture them with your inane dribblings. I know how we're going to get you out of there. Vomit! <laughs> the expression. I tell you, the puppeteers on Farscape and Jim Henson's company, they are 
phenomenally good. Beautiful Stark. They can now die laughing. Erosia sounds so happy. Cesium fuel. Our fuel. Yes. Dude, cesium and water and ice as water make exploding water. Yes, the explosion should make the boodle vomit, and you can ride out on the wave of the vomit in front of the vomit. Stark, give us a moment. Uh, you know, the word vomit was far too frequent in those sentences. Also, the way the <laughs> subtitles put it, every sentence seemed to end in vomit. <laughs> but you can read down all you see, vomit, vomit, vomit. Because weirdly for the subtitles, they actually put in paragraphs. Oh, right. Here it comes. Start, we're going to have to say no. <clears throat> see. You can light the cesium with, with Talon's cannon. Talon's cannon is out of commission. But we... we... We have to have a really big explosion. You must have some kind of uh, something that explodes or something. No, the main cannon is out and I've launched all that. That's, of course, the point is that Talon's gun isn't working. Mm -hmm. They had to knock it out so people weren't saying, well, why didn't they just shoot themselves out? Now they've got to find another workaround. You should tell me these things. How big? Big enough. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Stark? They were big bombs. Yeah. <laughs> well... Some things you don't need to know, John. Only worry yourself. Yeah. Out there somewhere. At the end of the line. <laughs> Who's going out there? Hands up. Volunteers, anybody? Grace. Grace, wake up. <laughs> Here he comes. You guys dump the cesium, I set the bomb and free the cable. We all fly out. Yes. Sounds like a plan, John. Mm. Then we're on the clock. Yes. Delay the detonation by 500 microns, but if you are outside the ship when it goes off... I'm toast. Yep. Don't worry, John. You've got another <laughs> season and a half to go yet. Oh. Electromagnetic candy. The control system for Moya's pods was weird. This is what you find weird. This is Farscape. The eye of the boondong. <laughs> Jesus. You flew across its eye? I had to be sure it would flow. Well, it is, and it's gaining. This pod could never outrun a boodong. We just want it to eat, because we're candy. Candy? You have killed us all, you drank us. Mother always said I'd die from incompetence. Oh. No. <laughs> That's why we keep people like you chained in the first place. Your entire pain. Shut up. <laughs> Rachel. Candy. Candy. <laughs> and the thing is, I'm sure they had to be careful, because the puppet's probably worth more than his salary. Yes, they would have been. I wonder if the last second, you know, they swapped it out so it was just prosthetic head. Uh, yeah, give me a second. Yeah, got it. Right, don't press the green button yet. That arms the warhead. The blue key's the cable release. Crichton, you ready for the sequence? Don't throw this up. Of course, this is Ben suspended on some wires against a rubber wall. They filmed it a couple of ways, vertically and horizontally. Tried to mimic the zero gravity. John? Hey, Stark, you ready yet? I'm stuck out here in spam land. Oh, dear. Uh-oh. Yes, sort of. Uh, no, no. Uh, no, no, wait. <laughs> faster, faster. It's coming for you. I need you to put a hold on what you're doing. I need you to wait. He knows what you're doing. He is communicating. Give me a break. Oh, yes, now. Do it now. Do it now. Damn, gotta love that boy's confidence. <laughs> Okay then. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there's uh, multiple conversations going on here that you're not aware of. Tell him. John, answer me. Releasing cable now. Not quite sure how long that is, but it's not going to be long enough. <laughs> huh? It's amazing there's anything of that ring left. Yeah. Aaron, Aaron, we can't outrun the boot on much longer. You should have dumped enough fuel. Not now, Stark. Talon, Crichton is outside the ship. He's been awake for some time and moving into position for the fuel dump. He's doing what? He's leaving Crichton behind. He, he can't. He correctly fears being too close to the point of detonation. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. They're suddenly realising what the problem is. Grace is still trying to put a spin on it that Talon's doing this for the benefit of everybody. Talon just spaced John. <laughs> Aaron, can you read me? Can you read me? Okay, I'm at the hatch. Coming in. Watch your hand. Watch your hand. <laughs> Open the door! 
Talon's actually showing Eren something quite different to reality. Yeah. When he was filming that, he did the whole Three Little Pigs routine. <laughs> I think he said that screaming was actually the end of one of one of the rhymes. So? So he finds him offensive. Sees him as a threat. To whom? You. He wants to protect you. Oh, right. John is only dangerous to himself. <laughs> that is very good observation, actually. Well, then persuade him now to go back and get him. He cannot be coerced. He will do as he wants. I can do nothing. Don't you lie to me, Crace. Okay, come on, Crace. I can do nothing. He's being a realist. He's making the most of the situation, even if he ain't directly involved. I've been reviewing this situation. Aaron's pretty pissed at me, but she kind of likes me. Again, wonderful shot, that is. The light's directly on his eyes. Grace, well, he hates me, but he's not stupid. He knows if he kills me that Aaron would do the math and his shot at domestic bliss would be cut off along with his balls. <laughs> oh, ooh, we're nasty, isn't it? He was an honourable man, but we need you here now. You're not dead yet. He's already writing the eulogy. Open the door, you soulless, ten-headed adolescent pig! Ooh. <laughs> you wait till I tell your mother about this. Again, nothing. He's lying to you, Aaron. Tell him, show me. Oh, little flash there. Mm -mm, yep. The truth. Ah! <laughs> Peacekeeper lies. I'm. So you should be. Aaron! Very pivotal moment there. Yep. Whether you're a sebation or a. A gunship. If you're a peacekeeper, you can't be trusted. Start 200 microns left, I concur. Talon, initiate the fuel dump now. No, she's not happy unless she's in her power. Open the burning door! <laughs> yeah, she, she's liable to be very upset if you don't. Oh dear. See, this is where the window works. Can you imagine the scene if there wasn't a window there? Well, yeah, we'd do the weird television thing. Yeah, it wouldn't be the same, though, would it? Eye contact is so much better. I mean, at least John knows she's there. I want you to share something with me. Before he dies, you can taste something that is denied to peacekeepers. Something that you will never know. This sequence, of course, we don't really see anything of what she's actually kind of conveyed to Talon. Mm -hmm. We just get this slow motion panning. I don't think that's what she's conveying. <laughs> Can you feel that? Good. Talon. That is what it is to need someone. You don't need me. Yeah, well, to be fair, Grace and John don't need you, but... Mm. Open the frowling door! <laughs> At least on the Bridge of Talon, the steam seems appropriate. Mm. You can say, no wonder the bridge is always hot, though. Sparks everywhere. Wow, <laughs> mm. oh, that's throwing up big time. Yep. <laughs> and there's the pod. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. I knew it would work. <laughs> Best of friends. <laughs> Again, like you say, you've got to be careful because he's his two hands both on the puppet. How risky is it? Just rip all the wires out and everything. Is it a course? Yes, please. Away from here. This is before or after the episode where they get put on trial. By who? By the crowd that dissolves Dark. There's a scene where Talon apparently shoots a ship. Alien race is trying to decide who's responsible. Oh, when they're on them little discs yeah. surrounded by blackness. Mm -hmm. Otherwise known as a cheap set. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or known as, I'm getting an Emmy for this. To be fair, Farscape really was shot in a very tight budget. Apparently too bloody tight. I'm still not happy that they killed it. Have you seen them? 
No. Perhaps you should. Some of the entries are very creative. Yes. <laughs> I'm uh, still going to keep a copy, though. Okay, John, come on. Give a bit. So you found Winona. The RD had it. Have you seen this? Yeah. When did you see it? Aaron, I'm not your boyfriend, I'm not your husband, I'm not your anything. You can do what you want. It's going to be one of those conversations. It's not real. You know that, don't you? The, um, the last part, Talon, altered the image. I never recreated with creeps. Recreated with. I know, that's the Bayesians, they are a... Uh, they're like fins, they're very literal. Considering that she's going to more than recreate, she's actually going to procreate with John. Well, this is where it all begins. Mm. It was quite right that it was Ben Brider who wrote the episode. This kind of the tipping point where Erin commits to a relationship with John. Yeah, and anybody goes and dies, and not. And it does add a few complications to the romance. You think? <laughs> yes. You're John. He's John. You're the same John, but you're not my John. <laughs> Arrogant stubbornness. Tom. Let me finish. You saw the recording and you didn't say a word. You are like a plague, John Crichton, and you have ruined my life. And yet I just keep coming back. Now pick your words very carefully, John. Very carefully. You could talk now. You can talk now. <laughs> He normally doesn't have that problem. <laughs> Let me show you something. Here we go. Come here. I'm not going to buy it. Ben said he, he got a lot of friendly criticism from the writers saying this whole scene was a bit too smolty, you know, <laughs> a bit too cheesy. He's slapping it on with a trowel. He invited her to his room to look at his edgings. <laughs> this is a star chart. These are the names I give the stars. I've already got names. Yeah, I know, but Mentaka 3 sounds boring to huh. me anyway. Really? Huey, Louie, Dewey. Huey, Louie, and Dewey? Well, that's so, John for you, isn't it? That's that star right there. The bright one. So they're not travelling that far, then, if that's always going to be yeah. the brightest star in the heavens. My guide. And it always becomes the centre of my chart. I always name it Aaron. Ah. <laughs> Is this working? Go on. You say it's your guide. It's my one constant. Oh, lost. Now, this little trick they did with the star, this wasn't Ben Browder's idea. He heard about it after the fact. Yeah. Would you like to name some stars? There's a lot of them. We could take our time. Ridiculously over the top, but kind of sums up the episode, really. The fact it went from blue to red. We'll just watch it. Yeah, bing, bing. And more to come from the romance of John and Erin. Lots of ups and downs. It ain't going to be smooth sailing. I just noticed they nicely merged the shape of his ear with that nebula. Yep, found it out nicely. Always enjoyed that episode of Farscape. Ranked right up there with my favourite from the series. I can imagine. Okay then, Tony Tills, the director. He eventually directed 19 episodes of Farscape, 24 episodes of Underbelly, 5 episodes of Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries, and 8 episodes of Bananas in Pyjamas. <laughs> he also produced Lockie Leonard, 26 episodes of that, and the movie Panic at Rock Island. Ben Browder, of course... Well, he went on to play Colonel Mitchell in Stargate SG-1 as well as appearing on Arrow, Chuck and Doctor Who. Claudia Black, well, 90210, Haven, Strange Frame, Xena, Hercules and 29 episodes of SG-1. So I think there is your very definite Stargate connection. Sorry, I went to the bonus features and realised there was something. It distracted me. Fair enough. Bonus features are good. 
Very many bonus features. <laughs> there are few DVD shows that actually come close to matching Stargate for the number of commentaries, though. Um, SG-1 from about season, I think, three on has commentary on every single episode. Match Stargate. Oh, sorry. I thought you, <laughs> I thought you said Farscape. Farscape, Stargate. I can see where it would be confusing. Two syllables. <laughs> they both end in E. Yeah, some people could watch an episode of Stargate and say, why is Aaron and John wearing those funny clothes? <laughs> why is Aaron ever wearing funny clothes? Or indeed, any clothes. Well, we haven't come to Kansas yet, where she does the whole country bumpkin look with the shorts and the pigtails. Looking forward to that. <laughs> come try ya! Okay then, folks. Thank you very much for joining us for this final Gatecast bonus episode of the year. Well, Christmas 2014 anyway. Next week, we are returning to our regular scheduled Stargate programming. It will be an episode of Atlantis, The Return. Probably parts one and two at the same time. On the next Stargate Atlantis. I'm detecting a foreign object traveling at the speed of light. Assuming it's a ship. What do we do about them? Ah, well, we uh, make contact. The ancients have taken control of Atlantis. Thank you for all that you've done, Dr. Weir. The city is now under my control. But just when the team is pushed out... We're asking we be allowed to stay here. They pull them back in. Richard Dean Anderson stars next time on Stargate Atlantis. And Miles will be joining us for that podcast. We'd love to hear what you thought about the bonus shows. And now we're back in the swing of things. If anybody fancies joining us for an episode, get in touch. We'd love to have you on. Come try ya! Any last thoughts, Alan? Here we all do. Okay. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That were Merry Christmas and finish. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever.